Nice guy. I'm Ben Slowey. Um, we're doing a morning edition of Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, so bear with us. We're waking up here. Um, so today on the show, I have um, the electronic uh, pop singer uh, Luxie. Um, her new album, Ode to the Lavender Moon, is streaming out everywhere. And she also dropped Stolen Hearts, which is like a album uh, video game sort of thing we're going to talk about uh, also earlier this year and um, she she's wearing an awesome outfit because she's <laughs> going to do a shoot after this so um, I'm really happy to uh, have her here bright and early in the morning so Luxie thank you yeah. for being on the show thank you for having me <laughs> how are you today I'm good you know <laughs> just starting my day it's pretty chill it's nice out yeah is it yeah no, it is. <laughs> nice. I um, yeah, I drank a lot last night. It was my friend's birthday. Oh, that's fun. And Where did you go? Didn't go. Like I, I just went to her house. Oh, okay. Um, and <clears throat> yeah, that's fun. Yeah, lots of wine. Um, uh, wine drunk. Wine drunk. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I'm hoping that this podcast will uh, get yeah, me back in the zone. But. For sure. Yes, we have our, our morning show, right? Yes, coffee. Mm -hmm. I should have put some, you know, Irish, maybe an Irish coffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe you wouldn't want to, actually. Yeah. I don't know, but it's what they say, like, you know, if you are if you drank a lot the night before, you wake just up and... Just a little bit of... Oh. Yeah, yeah, just drink a little bit more. Just a little bit. Make it a little more bearable. But, um... Yeah, how much coffee do you drink a day? Oof, I go through like a, I have one of those French press things, so I go through one of those a day. I try not to make a second batch, because that's a lot. Mm. A lot of coffee. Yeah, uh, I'm at like three cups a day right now. Oh, that's pretty good. That's it's probably about how much one of those is. So what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we examine uh, love and fear through our passion and creative minds. Yeah. And, um... I'm interested in hearing about your artistry and why you do what you do. Sure. So, uh, first time I saw you was at Cactus Club. I think it was in like April, probably. Oh, but, sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, it was, I remember it was like a quieter, like intimate evening, but still, yeah. like, you well, brought I it. That <laughs> yeah. I still remember, I mean, you, like, you know, the, the, the lights were flickering <laughs> and, you know, the, you were, Headbanging, you were having a yeah. fucking great time, which I think I I mean I just had a great time. Even you know, it doesn't matter who is there as long as you know whoever is there is fucking enjoying it. So for sure. Um. So uh, yeah, and I heard about everything that you're doing, and it's really kind of cool how you're blending like a you know your like. There's like a video game sort of element to like who you are as an artist, which I thought was really awesome and unique. And I'm definitely interested in hearing about why you got started, how you started incorporating all that. But before we do that, I'd love to hear to start um, a little bit about where you started finding music as an outlet for yourself. 
Sure. Yeah, that's a big question. But um, <clears throat> I've kind of always been drawn to music <laughs> in general um, since I was a little kid. So I think it really started when I first got to take piano lessons. I was like four or five years old. Mm -hmm. And I had been begging my parents to let me take lessons for like a year as like a little kid so finally they like caved and said you have to always practice and never stop playing are the rules yeah, yeah. so because <laughs> i'm sure a lot of little kids want to play and then they like give it up after a short time you know mm -hmm. it's like pretty normal but um yeah so i think i just was naturally really drawn to it right away and um, I think when I started using it as an outlet though specifically it was probably more so in like middle school and high school kind of in that like awkward phase mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah when school might not be the best place for you to be <laughs> right oh yeah for sure the hallways yeah God, the hallways, the, at school. The hallways <laughs> in, in, uh, in middle school are dreadful <laughs> right yeah, I remember, yeah. And I went to like a small private school, so it was only like 20 other kids at a time in each place or whatever, oh, wow. so it was small. But you would know everything about everybody. Right, yeah. It was a very like, uh, oppressive environment. Oh yeah, I, I believe it. Like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine, because that was like the size of my, a class was about, was like that many. Like, yeah. my whole graduating class was like 800 people in high school but yeah man like I know like from going to school here at UWM like I met so many people from small town Wisconsin that you know had graduating classes of the size of one one classroom of people that I had <laughs> it's crazy right. you know because yeah. it is sort of that element of like yeah like Everyone knows each other. They know all the tea about each other. Right. Like they know, like everything is like growing up and going to school with and kind of hanging out with all the same people all the time. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely like a a little bubble, and like mm -hmm. very gossipy kind of. But right. like, yeah. yeah. But other than like the school problems, I was going through a lot of like personal family issues, which everyone also knew about. So. <laughs> But um, yeah, but I think music at that time was a way for me to just like put those feelings into something else and create something out of it, kind of. So like I could write a song about how I was feeling at school that day or something like that. And then eventually I wanted to learn how to record those songs. So that's kind of how I got brought into like the computer side of things. Sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, like, I guess, like, what was, like, the uh, equipment you started using when you started getting into, like, sure. the electronics? Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty funny. Um, well, I had, I was lucky enough to have a computer in my room with a dial-up connection, so that was, like, right. pretty sick. Nice, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I, I remember dial-up. I know, right? Yeah. They still have dial-up. Anytime, like, <laughs> my parents had to, like, uh... Whenever they had to use, like, the cash register, because we had a small, like, a family business, like... She's like, get off the computer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, some facts, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, totally. So I had like a Windows PC, and then there was a program on there just called like Windows Media Recorder. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. And you could record 60-second clips at one time. So I figured out a way to piece together the 60-second clips at one time to make a full... So I could record over the three-and-a-half-minute-long blank recording. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like hacking the like basic recorder that was already yeah, there. Wow. But um, you found in the loopholes. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember what the first program I used. It might have been like Fruity Loops or something like that that I downloaded onto that same computer and that's when I figured out that there were like drums and stuff in there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like other things that you could play with, so that was pretty cool. But I started just on my like, I had a little keyboard uh, eventually in my room, so. When did you start uh, sharing your music with people? Um, I think I started in like high school. We had um, like talent shows and stuff like that, so I would always do those. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, as far as recordings, I think at that time, yeah, during high school, I would make like mix CDs for like my friends and boys that I liked, and be like, look at this song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made it for you. you know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've always been hopeless uh, romantic, which is sad. <laughs> it's okay. But, um, I'm, I am too. Right, it's a tough spot to be in. <laughs> Join the club. <laughs> I feel you. But um, after that, I think it really became more of a serious thing in like college. Because then I knew it was like, oh, people actually do this as like a job. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. And so then I got <clears throat> um, GarageBand once I started getting into like Apple products and then eventually Logic, mm -hmm. and then eventually Ableton. So it was kind of like stepping stones. Like upgrading <laughs> your interface and stuff like yeah. over time, sure. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Yeah, um, so do you think, so yeah, I know you said that like you were doing like the talent shows and stuff. You're mm -hmm. probably not nearly to the production value that you use now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so like, um, has like uh, performing in front of people ever like intimidated you, or was that always sort of like a, or did you how, did you like find that comfort in it like pretty early on? Uh, yeah, it's a complicated story, I guess. <laughs> sure. I have always been on stage pretty much my whole life since I was a little kid. That's kind of something that I knew that I wanted to do, and I did enjoy it. Like especially as a little kid, you don't really think about people judging you or anything like that at that age right. and you can kind of just like go out there and have fun yeah but once you get that like insecurity little thing implanted in your brain then I feel like things kind of changed and I got right. a lot worse like stage fright and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, so yeah I still get pretty bad stage fright <laughs> mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to like get better with time but it does a little bit and I feel like once I get out there, it's always fun. Like I always have yeah. fun and I always have a good time. Yeah. It's just like the anticipation of going out on stage, just like the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, it's always like getting started. <laughs> yeah. You know, for like sure. that's always like the um, most intimidating part of doing anything. Like um, even like you know before this episode, like uh, for example, like I feel that like. Before every episode, I kind of feel sort of that, like, oh, how's this going to go, you know, like, I hope yeah. I don't say anything stupid or anything, like, you know, like, um, but I thought that was interesting what you said about, 
um, like when you're younger, you don't really have nearly the insecurity. Like by all means, like when you're when you're a kid, like there's still like the bullies yeah, or people sure. that make fun of you. Of course. But it's more like it's more like surface level stuff, like. Oh, you're blonde. <laughs> Stupid blonde. Right. Like that was like that was when I when I was little. Like I was bleach blonde, and like okay. that was what people made fun of me for. But like when you get older, like yeah, it's like you just start overthinking everything. Yeah. And like when you're a kid, you you just don't have the capacity to even think second about you know your actions or how you present yourself or have you just don't have the depth to like have that insecurity but as you get older you're like man like what I'm doing as I'm getting older like it actually matters and it actually has like an impact on you know my future and my surroundings and everything you know <laughs> right yeah totally I'm starting to find myself back into like some of the childlike wonder I had when I was younger where like I don't care nearly as much but it still is like especially when you're just kind constantly riddled with anxiety yeah <laughs> like, it <laughs> makes sure. it makes it so like you know you still will always find yourself like intimidated just naturally right definitely and I guess some people are probably born with that too like um, there's naturally anxious and probably would feel stage fright as a child I just personally did not so I can't really speak about it from a different perspective but I guess something else about that is usually it's adults it was adults in the audience rather than other kids. So mm -hmm. you don't really think like, oh, the adults are judging me because you're a little kid. Right, and yeah. They probably were. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this kid sucks. So. Right, like, you think of, do, do you judge kids? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. No, not me. <laughs> right, like. I, I don't mean, think so, honestly. Yeah, most kids are just trying to have a good time. Right. I have. Sure. I have empathy because, like, I think whenever I see a little kid do something stupid or do something cringy, I'm like, yeah, oh, I usually just laugh. I'm yeah, like, oh, haha, that's cute, little kid. Right, and <laughs> it's like you know they they don't know better, and I'm also like, I was that, like I did that when I was little. For sure, you know, definitely. Yeah, especially when you're like nine or ten, you think you're hot shit. You think you're so cool when you're like a nine, ten year old kid. Right, but. Because it's like you feel like you're a big kid now and not so much like a, a little kid. For sure, yeah, you do but, get a little ego boost. Yeah, but those become like the probably the cringiest kids there are, mm -hmm. like looking back at it like, <laughs> damn. I was a little brat. And it's funny seeing who the popular kids were and what they're doing and what the not popular kids are doing. Right, yeah. Yeah, which is like... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of it is really amusing to see how it does pan out. Like yeah. us as adults. It's interesting. Now. Yeah. For sure. But I'd say that, you know, you're doing pretty cool fucking shit. Thanks, I appreciate it. You're welcome. I was very unpopular. <laughs> it's okay, I like For sure. I didn't do anything like remotely. So I was very antisocial when I was little. Like yeah. I just sat around and played video games all day. Like, I preferred to play by myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't have, like, a close circle of friends. I had friends, like, in school. Like, I got along sure. with people. But, like, I was, like, very much, like, in my shell. So, right. but now, like, you know, I could never do this if I was still in my shell, you know? Sure, yeah, it's definitely a 
putting yourself out there kind right. of thing. And you could never perform on stage and do the yeah. cool fucking shit you do <laughs> no, without if you were still in your show. You yeah, know? no, definitely. I think I started in my shell three years ago when I started performing again mm-hmm. as an electronic producer. Yeah. <laughs> and then I kind of had to like open up over time. Mm-hmm. And it gets a lot easier after you've done it so much. It's kind of like, okay, I'm doing this again. It was fine all these other times. It'll be fine this time now. And you kind right. of just have to like trust that it'll be okay and like not yeah. freak out too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Because um, it's like, that's why you decided to do it in the first place because you saw it like as this cool fun thing that you clearly put a lot of emotion and hard work and you know devotion to um, that other people like and you know it's like everyone gets like you know um, in their head about stuff like that but you always it's but like then you remember like this this is why I'm doing it, because I just yeah. love the feeling it gives me, you know? For sure. You just need that reminder once in a while, and kind of, like, affirm that with yourself on a regular basis. Like, yeah. why why are you actually doing this, and what do you get out of it, and what do other people get out of it? Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, you've dropped a couple albums. Um, Lavender Moon was, uh, was that your third or fourth studio album, or...? That is potentially my 13th. <laughs> 13th? Wow. I was just going off what I saw on Spotify. <laughs> I'm sure they yeah. will make it to Spotify. Um, let's see, this year I put out three, though. Sure, yeah. This oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, what was your third one? The third one was an EP, actually. It was Songs to Let Go Of. And oh, that was yeah, yeah. Okay. Late April, I think. So, Stolen Hearts was a Valentine's Day release. Um, Unreal Engine 4 puts out game jams like four times a year, I think, seasonally. And that's the um, the game engine that I use to make games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was like the winter. I guess it was still winter. So the winter game jam. <laughs> sure, yeah. But um, the theme was all is fair in love and war. So I decided to try and make my first melee with like fighting and like health bars and stuff like yeah. that because I had never had that before in any of my games. They were more exploratory and like finding things, mm-hmm. um, things like that. So yeah, so I was really happy with how it turned out. Game jams are always such a rush. Like. You know, will I finish it on time? Will it work? And then will it work on everyone's computer? Mm-hmm. And there's very little time to like test things out and yeah. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so they're more an exercise in like trying to get something done within a short amount of time and just make it work, kind of. So that's what I came up with. And then I ended up having an extra day somehow. So I recorded that album cool. in that day and. It was a really weird experience. <laughs> sure, yeah. It was a, a weird way to make music, for sure. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I basically just locked myself in a room for 12 hours and just cranked out songs one after another, and they all had vocals. And I ended up kind of doing like a sarcastic take on what pop music is, and that's kind of what the album is. But yeah, I tried to make the voices sound kind of funny because they're supposed to be the cats in the video games. So I'm not oh, sure wow. if that makes That's sense cool. for yeah. people or not. Sure. For sure. So it was like, it was 
it's so it's like the music that just you know accompanies the game. Yeah, it's the soundtrack basically. Yeah, sure. And then I decided to just put it out by itself because I felt like the songs could stand alone, even though it was kind of a sarcastic, like humorous yeah. album. I was like, well, there's a few songs on here I actually really like, so I should just put this out. And it's not a big deal. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> for cool. sure. Yeah, sure. So thirteen projects that's so you make a lot of music yeah <laughs> um not since 2010 so sure yeah, about nine years yeah wow yeah so uh um, right. yeah so like um do you how do you so i know like only like uh a select amount of those mm-hmm. are available on streaming platforms like uh yeah. is it something where it's like you feel like some of the projects are like sort of like a personal thing for you um, that, you know, you're not really inclined to share, or eventually you might one day? Sure. Um, yeah, most of them, when I started, pretty much Bandcamp was the best option. There was, like, Bandcamp, and I think SoundCloud mm-hmm. came up around that same time. So it was more so just that it was where I could release stuff, and yeah. I should go back and put some of those on Spotify, because I think you can backdate them and actually make it so it goes in order and stuff, because yeah. um, I like that kind of thing, I don't mm-hmm. know, for documentation purposes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, um, but yeah, it wasn't really anything like that specifically, it was more so, I think Spotify, I just joined in the past three years, because oh, I didn't yeah. know how to get my music on there before that. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so, yeah. so. What's not on Spotify are like your earliest stuff that before yeah. okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. So how so I remember last time so when I talked to you for breaking entering, um it was was it Lost Letters that came out mm-hmm. last year? Yeah. Yeah. Um we were talking a little bit about that project, um and uh now obviously you have like even more music out. I guess like uh in terms of songs like Go Of and Ode to the Lavender Moon, I guess, like, um, how do you, like, I guess, like, um, how do you feel like, you know, you've, you're continuing to evolve as an artist, I guess, like, what's been, like, uh, um, what direction do you feel like you're going in, how do you feel personal growth with, th- with this new music you've came out with this year? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um... I feel like every time I start a new project, it kind of has a different purpose, and I have something different in mind. So I feel like I've been experimenting with like a wide variety of genres. So I haven't quite pinned down like one specific thing that I feel like I could do forever. But um, I feel like I'm getting closer to finding that like really specific niche for me. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I like experimenting and kind of branching out. And I feel like this last album was the most, um, it had the most variety, like the widest range of different kinds of songs. Mm-hmm. Like there's slow songs and fast kind of dancey songs and like yeah. kind of ambient stuff. And I thought that was really fun. And I liked piecing it together to kind of tell some kind of a story that maybe I didn't know what I was telling at the time that I recorded them all separately, yeah. but then you kind of piece it together, um, like you tell the story through the editing a little bit. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, the same totally. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. It's kind of cool how it comes together, yeah. Yeah, like I really enjoy seeing that process, and it feels like collage, kind of, like expanding into different mediums. So. Mm. Um, and just comparing it to that, it feels kind of like piecing something together that makes a new thing. 
But um, <clears throat> songs to like go of specifically was I created it under a different name <laughs> to start with. It was kind of like um, a new pseudonym or whatever that I was gonna maybe put out anonymous music as. Um, but ultimately, I decided that was kind of pointless. <laughs> Like, it didn't really make sense, like, maybe I just had to have that in my mind while I was making the songs to kind of have a different perspective while I was making them, and then eventually it made more sense to release them under my Luxie name because I was already doing stuff in that, so it made more sense. Um, but yeah, and those are definitely more, like, the, like, more synth-pop. Um, I wanted to make something kind of more upbeat and kind of clubby. Yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing music like that. and But yeah, right now I'm making kind of like chill step stuff, so who oh, knows, cool. like, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Oh, sweet. Yeah. We'll get down. That'll be fun. For sure. I like, um, I just like the beats, you know? Yeah. 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 Are you like, uh, are you like big into like 80s kind of stuff? Not really, actually. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Because when I think of like synth pop, I automatically think, yeah. oh yeah. Like, 80s new wave and shit. Yeah, no, I do get that 80s reference a lot, but I don't actually listen to that much 80s music mm -hmm. or even like it that much when I do. Yeah, <laughs> for, for sure. sure. It's, like, very specific. Like, that's probably not true. I like, um... I can't think of any 80s bands that I like right new now. New Order, like, Depeche Mode. Yeah, Depeche Mode. I have a tape of those guys, so I'll give them... I'll give them that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. tell me about this virtual gal gallery thing that you're. you're yeah, trying to, definitely. You know. Well, basically, I want to get as many collaborations from as many people who live in Milwaukee as possible, like artists and musicians specifically, um, and put them all into this um, virtual gallery that you can either walk through with a headset or you can just do it on your computer if you don't have a headset. So there's technically going to be two different versions. Um, probably all for PC because I'm unfamiliar with Mac development in that way currently, mm -hmm. although it should be possible. Yeah. So we'll see about Mac stuff. But um, but yeah, I kind of had like a deadline around May for the first um, wave of entries and I got a lot of really cool stuff from a bunch of people who I had never even heard of before who maybe have just not been given a chance here or mm -hmm. something. But anyway, so I got a bunch of contributions and um, so yeah, and then kind of my summer got really crazy and I got booked for a bunch of shows I wasn't really expecting because I kind of thought I would be working on this project throughout mm -hmm. the summer but then that wasn't really possible. Um, so that's a good problem to have, and I was happy to do the shows and all that. And so I got through that wave of stuff, so I'm thinking it'll be back in um, November is when I'll have time to kind of put out the application again and get a second wave of people, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, just so I can make it like the best that it can be. I decided to kind of take my time on it and not rush anything with that. Um, because there's other people involved now, so I yeah. want to be more responsible with my sure. <laughs> release and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be really cool, and it's just not um, a not-for-profit thing or anything. I'm not accepting money for it or anything like that, and you don't have to pay to get in or anything like that. Um, 
I'm just like curating it and putting it together and it's kind of just a little art experiment yeah. um, that I just kind of came up with one day that would be really cool. So it's like somebody, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, so like, um, so I guess like, what does the interface look like with this virtual gallery? Sure. So I'm thinking like, you'll put the headset on, you'll have your little joystick things in your hand. So it'll be kind of like you're just walking through a regular gallery, but then like, I want surrealist kind of things to happen. So I want kind of the environment to be changing or things to happen when you click on stuff. Um, so that's the basic kind of idea that I'm going in with, like the scope of project or whatever. And then what what actually happens in development could be way different than my first idea, you know, because yeah. it's just about making it work and making it smooth and make sense. Yeah. Is it animated? Uh, there could, I think there might be animations Ooh. in this now, because oh, wow. for my last game jam, actually, <laughs> my biggest failed project. Let me tell you about that. Please tell me. <laughs> yeah, sure. But uh, there was recently a game jam where I learned how to animate in 3D. Um, so it was another giant project. What was different was that I was learning a lot of new stuff. I wasn't just going in trying to make something out of what I already knew how to do. So that was kind of my first mistake. But um, but I still learned how to animate on the like the 3D. There's like it's kind of a boring when I talk about the technical terms and stuff. But um, basically there's like level se sequencing so you can make things happen at a certain time throughout your level. And you can set that timeline like on a loop, like have things happen on a loop or yeah. throughout the whole level like congruently, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But, sure. um, but yeah, so I had done all that, and then I had this equalizer plug-in in there. Um, so like the environment was changing along with the music of Ode to the Lavender Moon. So it was like That's an hour-long cool. like animated 3D level with yeah. like things that you could click on and like do. Um, That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, but no, that's happened? super cool. <laughs> <laughs> what happened though? What? Oh yeah. So this plugin that I used, the equalizer, was for the editor only, apparently. Oh damn. So that meant that I couldn't package it into an executable, mm -hmm. and so I did a bunch of research, and I could have changed it. I could still do this and put it out eventually. I could change the plugin from one equalizer to a different plugin that does basically the same thing in a completely different way so I'd have mm -hmm. to relearn it completely which yeah. took me like a day yeah. beforehand so so yeah I ran out of time because I used the wrong plugin sure <laughs> it happens well for one that's really awesome I mean still the fact that you have this um, you know like uh, you have the concept for such an interactive like forward-thinking virtual gallery like that like that's still really fucking cool uh, I encourage anyone who's watching to yeah, definitely is open yeah to definitely think about getting involved in mm -hmm. something like that um, um, how did you learn like video game manipulation sure that stuff yeah yeah um, it started with I'm on a website called hitrecord.org. It's run by Joseph Gordon-Levitt and a bunch of other people now. Um, but it's like an online collaborative kind of workplace um, where 
a bunch of artists all over the world go there and they work together to try and make like finished products kind of like videos animations songs uh, mm -hmm. illustrations anything yeah. like that or anything really um, so I got into that when I was just working in Sheboygan and I didn't have a lot of outlets for um, like live shows up there and I wasn't getting asked to play down here yet so I was kind of like what should I do with my time? <laughs> mm -hmm. So I got really involved in like online kind of forum stuff. And, um, sure. But yeah, so that actually led me to hit record and then Joseph Gordon-Levitt put out a challenge to try and do something, or it was called um, the Impossible Dream Project and it was uh, encouraging us to pick an art of some kind or something, it could be anything, um, not even creative, that you thought was impossible, but you always wanted to do. So for me, that was making video games. Mm -hmm. This is around when he did that like tightrope walk movie about oh. the guy who um, tightrope walked. Yeah, sure. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it was like related to that because everyone called that guy crazy, which <laughs> which yeah. is crazy. I would never do anything like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. But yeah, making video games is not walking a tightrope, so there's low risk. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're not hurting yourself. <laughs> for sure. Hopefully. Yeah, no, right? I guess you could like stay up for 24 hours straight and just like binge yeah. develop, which is dangerous. Strain <laughs> and strain your eyes. Yeah, perhaps. I did actually do that on the last uh, the last game jam that I failed because oh, yeah. I was trying so hard to make it work, but yeah. like but yeah, I couldn't focus for a couple days and I started getting really freaked out and I was like, "Oh my god, am I going to go blind right now because I sat at the computer too long, but mm -hmm. it went away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like going to a really loud show. Like yeah. yeah. It's like your your ears. Yeah, the tinnitus thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I get that too. But anyway, so Joe started this project and so I was like, I'm going to learn how to make video games. And then I downloaded Blender and, and they have a thing in there where you can make games. Um, using logic bricks and Python script. So I learned a little bit of Python, but I more so used like the visual scripting inside of it and just watched like hundreds of YouTube videos about it. Um, the learning curve in that program was definitely harder than music production, <laughs> I would say. There's mm -hmm. just a lot, a lot of variables and a lot of things, little boxes you have to check and stuff that yeah. just doesn't come up in music. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but um, but yeah. So eventually, I did a game in Blender for the Hit Record community. That's kind of similar to what I'm doing for the Milwaukee Virtual Gallery, where I took a bunch of contributions and put them all into the same kind of game. Only that one was based around a story that another member had written. So it kind of had more of like a plot, and um, there were like animated sequences and that too, and it was pretty nuts. Thinking back, and that was yeah. um, 2015. So after that, I got into Unreal Engine um, because I just wanted to kind of upgrade. There are limitations with releasing a Blender game, um, like you can't put it on Steam. Um, yeah. There's like um, something in the packaging where like it includes the program, like Blender's launching. Thing and I don't know, it's just not streamlined. Sure. <laughs> it's hard to explain yeah. right now. Yeah, I used to play, sure. I played Counter Strike on Steam, I remember. That was so much fun. 
Nice. Yeah. I know people that are really into Steam. Like. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a community in itself. Like, all these yeah. different platforms have, like, their communities of people. It's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. For sure. But I actually like releasing stuff on itch now, itch.io, because oh, it's yeah. just so much easier. It's very straightforward. You just upload, like, a zip file. Um, it has to be less than a gig. Um, and that's where people can find your cat game, right? Yeah, that's where the cat game is. Yeah. There's another one up there called Glitch House. That was right before Lost Letters, which is also a game, but it's on Steam. <laughs> hey, wow. Yeah, wow. So, but you've I got a lot of content. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's what I have dedicated my life to. So, I feel like if I weren't coming out with a lot of content, I wouldn't be able to justify, like, this, devoting my life to this full-time, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. sure. Right, like... I'd be like, wow, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way, yeah. like, with how many episodes I do, you know, like, shows I cover, like, you know, I'm, like, this is my entire life, this is my truth, and, like, you know, putting in as much content as we are, like, you know, it's like, well, people wonder what we're up to these days, and it's like, well, that. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much the same old making stuff. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. It gets boring to talk about with people who aren't into that right. stuff, but I also appreciate those friends almost more because they tell me, like, <laughs> what's real. Yeah. Well, those are the friends that are important to keep around because yeah. they remind you of, like, well, you know, people are doing entirely different shit than I am, or, like, you know, it. Kind of also helps you appreciate little things more, For like sure. simple pleasures of like, you know, having drinks and just laughing and just, you know, yeah. not doing, having, knowing people and being friends with people that are outside of like, you know, somewhat of like a creative or a professional space. For sure. Always important to do that. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. I feel like they tell me what's up <laughs> yeah. more yeah. Uh, readily than maybe my music friends would. But, right, um, yeah. For sure. But yeah, they keep me humble, I guess. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, like, last night, the friends I hung out with, like, I hadn't seen them in, like, like, oh, like seven, eight months, maybe. Oh, wow. Because um, I just, it's hard to find time to catch up with said friends, because... You know they're they're working their jobs. I'm doing yeah. my stuff and like, um, but it helps you value. It also helps you value like that time, like that you do get to spend with them from time to time because it's a lot more precious. It's a lot more yeah, definitely. Um, you know, finite. For sure. So. No, I feel that my couple of best friends or people who I would consider my best friends have been um, my best friends since like middle school. And earlier, yeah. <laughs> so I've kept the, the same like two girls um, <laughs> my entire life, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But they live far away. Like one of them is about an hour away, and the other one is in California. So I only see her like once every few like few years now. But like it's a definitely still nice that we can keep in touch and stuff. Yeah. But um. I agree. Yeah. So um, yeah, I took a computer science class in high school and. It was fun just because we would just play Halo the whole time. But anyway, so like, as a, from what I recall from it, like, coding games is like, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's very, very meticulous. Like yeah. one 
one letter or right. one character that's off and like the whole project's ruined basically like, do you, so yeah. like so you're coding these games i am right? using visual scripting actually which is more like nodes and modules and typing okay. in like variables um sure. like ranges of numbers and such but it is just as picky <laughs> as probably writing code i did learn some of that stuff um, when I was learning how to make my own websites and such in like high school, I was more into that stuff. Um, but these days, you can do almost anything with like visual scripting kind of stuff, mm. um, even building websites. But but yeah, even video games. But you still have to learn. Um, it's like if and then statements. Yeah. So you yeah. have to know what to type in in order to get like the correct little box that you need in order to and know what you have to connect to the in and the out and then like all the other stuff. But um, I usually just watch YouTube videos. Yeah, that helps. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still have to go back and watch YouTube videos while I'm making yeah. games because there's stuff that you forget. You, there's no way to retain all that information. Yeah. What um, games uh, were you a fan of growing up? Sure, well, I wasn't allowed to play fun games. I was only allowed educational games, right. so mm -hmm. I enjoyed <laughs> some Carmen San Diego. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, I was allowed driving games though, because my dad yeah. likes cars, so they're like, oh sure, uh, you can yeah. have car games. Those were the games I started with too, <laughs> the racing games and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I had one called Corvette, or just Vet. Oh yeah, I had Corvette. Oh nice. On yeah, PS2. Oh okay, I had it for PC. Sure. So I've been a PC gamer pretty much yeah. my whole life, I guess. I do have an Xbox, but it doesn't work. Um, bummer. I can't get it to connect. Damn. I'm not sure. That's always the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, had I just to, need new wireless cards. I had to, I remember like, my dad literally had to like drill a hole through a wall, through a wall, in order to get me Xbox Live. Nice. Like, because there was no way, like, the cord would have to go through the door if we were going to connect it to the computer. So like, yeah, he had to drill a hole in the wall to get the the cable to like connect to the router and stuff because it wasn't wireless oh it's yeah like the the, the measures you take <laughs> right. to in order to be able to, to get that system yeah set, right just so i could play call of duty with my friends in high school yeah for yeah. sure yeah i grew up playing like i think i got my first rated m game in third grade uh it was red faction but uh which is still like one of my favorite games ever but I grew up playing like, um, like Half Life and Halo mm -hmm. and Hitman. The I three got little burned discs of those for me. Yeah, the three <laughs> nice. H's. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, like stuff like that. But then, like in high school, I started playing games sort of more socially. So Grand Theft Auto mm -hmm. and like Call of Duty and um, also Skyrim. Oh, nice. The games that you know everyone plays and talks about sure yeah but but yeah i i think you know because games are like um they are like huge uh problem solving mechanisms uh at least they they definitely can be and i think um by all means like video games are a creative outlet for many people because mm -hmm. i mean it does sort of like you know um whether it's the imagery or whether it's the, the hand-eye coordination, the critical, like, logic-solving skills, like, people are using, like, a lot of their brain, and, um, I, 
think it's you know great mental exercise. Uh, I think you know, I, by, by all means I encourage people to play their video games because yeah, it definitely. is a, it is a really great outlet. It is fun for sure. And it is fun. Yes. <laughs> no, definitely. So now that your album's out, uh, yeah. yeah. What's and besides the virtual gallery, what else are you up to? What's coming up? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Well, I have a show tomorrow. I don't know when this will come out. In it's gonna be a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, fine. Uh, I know you play a lot of shows, so. Yeah, <laughs> probably a show tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Well, actually, I'm probably gonna slow down a little bit over the winter because I feel like. I've been like going so hard for the past three years that I really need to like take a step back and like reflect on everything that's happened kind of and like regroup and refocus and kind of I want to listen to a lot of different music over the winter mm -hmm. and like kind of start writing slowly for next year. Sure. Um, but I'm also about to take a road trip. Uh, out to the East Coast and play cool. a couple of shows and visit my sister and okay. shoot a couple of videos. Um, that's something else I've been doing is releasing a music video every week for the new album, uh, The Lavender Moon. And What's the video you're doing today? The videos today. This one is coming out in November, so wow. uh, it's for Sick of You. Oh, it's cool. going to be sports, sports themed. Awesome. <laughs> that's the... Right. So yeah. I don't know how much of me they can see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna go shoot some hoops, but um, basketball <laughs> <laughs> game today. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, yeah. Slight Jenna Marbles reference if you get that. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah. So it's been really fun just like recording these little DIY videos. Um, there have been a couple of collaborations mixed in there, so mm -hmm. that's fun too. And um, yeah, so that'll be going through November. So I've been getting a lot more into my video stuff, and I just really enjoy making videos. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I like the process. Awesome. And uh, coming up with what's happening for every music video is a mm -hmm. fun challenge. Yeah. Kind of like what's different than the last thing I shot in my backyard that will be different enough yeah, yeah, <laughs> to sure. not look like I'm in the same place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I enjoy stuff like that. But um, yeah, that, there's always uh, events usually going on. They're on my Facebook most of the time, facebook.com slash Music. And I'm also still doing my, um, my little boutique. I have a shop called Wicked Alley, and that's wickedalley.com where you can find the games under a little section called games and that's also where the application is for the Milwaukee Virtual Gallery if you live in Milwaukee and you want to apply. Um, and then all my music stuff is on Facebook and also luxymusic.com. <laughs> sure. It's a lot of websites. Well, yeah. But we're getting links. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, there you go. Alright. Cool. Um, well, uh, Luxie, um, I had a wonderful time talking to you about your music and everything like that. So, um, thanks, yeah, thanks you, for having me. You're up to a lot of stuff. Um, Thank you. Yeah, gotta stay busy. Yeah, shout out stuff. <laughs> for sure, lots of stuff. <laughs> lots of stuff. Um, so, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. What keeps me up at night? Uh, the random noises I hear that I think could be ghosts but are probably nothing. Right, right. They're probably just, you know. Probably the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> For sure. It's probably um, things that are like falling or rustling in right. my room that just, you know, weren't stacked properly and they're sure. yeah. Stacks of papers just falling over. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel that too. Windows <laughs> open, you know, yeah. Uh Definitely. what what puts you to sleep though? Uh my dog. He's just so fluffy and cute and he doesn't like other people, but he likes me and that's what counts. <laughs> oh, what a personal bond. I know, right? Thank you for being on yeah, the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, had a great time. Um, yeah, so uh, check out all the cool stuff that Lexi is doing or has done. And uh, yeah, you'll find links to the virtual gallery, the video games, the music, all that stuff. For sure. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Three, four.